Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of What the Dementia by Bamboo Care. I'm your host, Brianna Wilson. I am a certified dementia practitioner and the founder of Bamboo Care. So today's episode is going to be about my top tips for dealing with accusations. I'm going to do my best to try to approach this from two different angles, which is going to be if your partner is accusing you or if your partner is accusing someone else of doing something without making it too, too long. And that will be the tricky part. (laughs) So before we get into this topic, I do have some very exciting news. We finally have a pre-order date set for our new Dementia Care book, and I can finally reveal to you the title. So the title of our new book is, drumroll please, With Intent, A Practical Guide to Navigating Behaviors Along the Dementia Care Journey. And it will be available for pre-order Wednesday, April 27th, 2022. So be sure to mark your calendar and also make sure you sign up for our newsletter to get a first look at our cover reveal, to learn more about what all is included in our Dementia Care book and what you can expect to learn, and to also be reminded of when pre-orders open up. So I will definitely be sharing more details in one of our April podcast episodes, so stay tuned for that. But if you want to sign up to our newsletter, you can go to letsbamboo.com and the sign up is at the very bottom of the page. If you've already signed up for our newsletter, you should be receiving March's Pandemail really, really soon if you haven't already by the time you are listening to this episode. And then lastly, don't forget to check out all of our free resources at letsbamboo.com by clicking on the resources tab. So all right, let's go ahead and get into the topic dealing with accusations. So if you have not already, at some point along your dementia care journey, you may have to deal with your partner wrongly accusing you of doing something or deal with your partner accusing someone else of doing something. And so common accusations may include lying, stealing, harming, and this can include claims of physical or verbal abuse, neglecting, poisoning, keeping captive or prisoner, cheating, but there can be others too, okay? So let's say that your partner insists that the housekeeper stole their jewelry, or your partner insists that one of the caregivers touched them inappropriately, or that your dad is cheating on her and that she saw someone else in the house. How do you respond? What would you do? The number one point that I want to emphasize is that the reality is only you know what you've done but there is no way of knowing what someone else has done, even if it doesn't seem like something that that person being accused would do. You want to treat all accusations seriously and ask more questions. You never want to tell them that they're lying or making things up or invalidate what they're saying, even if you are 99% sure that the person being accused is innocent. So asking questions like, Why do you say that? When did that happen? Oh no, tell me more. Things like that. Whatever follow-up questions would make sense given the scenario, okay? So you want to be careful not to just dismiss an accusation. Always, always validate their concern, but also dig into what may have happened for your partner to make such an accusation. Sometimes it can be a delusion or a false belief with really no basis. It's just an idea that they've attached themselves to. 
or it can be based on the misperception of something that actually occurred, even if it was something that happened years and years ago. So you want to be mindful of that. So what are some examples? So for example, in the case of the jewelry, maybe your partner tried hiding it in a safe place, but now doesn't remember hiding it at all and can't find it. So they place the blame on someone else. In this case, the housekeeper. In the case of the caregiver that's being accused of inappropriate touch, maybe the caregiver was aggressive in helping them get dressed or helping change their brief. Maybe they didn't ask for permission and explain what they were doing before assisting with peri care or was rough with wiping. And though the caregiver did not intentionally give unwanted touch, it was perceived that way. In the case of dad, maybe mom doesn't feel like her spouse has been giving her much attention and so she comes up with the idea that he must be cheating, or maybe she has visual hallucinations and swears by seeing someone else in the house. Maybe her spouse has even been unfaithful in the past, and old memories are being stirred up. There could be a number of reasons why someone living with dementia is accusing someone of doing something, and sometimes it can even be because it's true, or it was true at some point. So that's why we want to take the effort to look into it a little bit, okay? Now, after you've asked the questions you've needed to and gotten their side of things, then you want to validate how they feel about it and let them know that you were sorry that that happened or you're sorry that they are feeling that way and that you'll look into it. Obviously, your delivery will depend on what they tell you, but in general, you'll want to say something along those lines, okay? And then redirect them onto something else if you can, something that will take their mind off of what they were just expressing to you. Now, as I always say, redirection is an art, so it may or may not be effective. And what you do one day may not work another, okay? Especially depending on how worked up they are. You may just not be able to redirect them, okay? Now, as far as looking into it goes, whether you actually look into it or not is up to you. But it's my opinion that you should look into it at least a little bit. If you can, if you feel like it's your place and role, sometimes if you're an outside caregiver that can get a little bit sticky, okay? But if you can, it does benefit you to look into it because it will help you figure out what the person being accused may have done or what they are doing and advise that maybe they do what they're doing a little different. Or it may help you figure out if there's something you can do to help the situation, whether it's modifying the environment, having duplicates on hand of commonly misplaced items, or contacting the doctor if they are having distressing visual or auditory hallucinations, whatever is appropriate. Now, in some cases, if we're being honest, there might not be much that can be done, okay? However, if you don't ask questions or look into it or take their past experiences into account, you won't know and these accusations may become persistent and frequent and could even elevate if they are constantly feeling like they're being taken advantage of or mistreated, which can then further increase their paranoia. Now, what if you are the person being accused? Maybe mom is accusing you of trying to poison her or is telling everyone she talks to that you're holding her prisoner and starving her. In this case, you know exactly what you've done and what you haven't. You know if you've tried to poison your mom. You know if you've been starving your mom or keeping her prisoner, right? 
but this does not change how she perceives what is happening. So first things first, please do not take it personal. With dementia, there is going to be a loss of logic and reasoning. Now, some of you know, I do not like the phrase, it's the dementia talking, because I feel like it devalues what your partner is trying to communicate to you. Instead, I encourage you to really tune in to the underlying feelings of what your partner is saying and realize that the way dementia affects both the brain and the body plays a large role in how the person living with dementia is able to perceive and interpret what's happening around them. So for example, if the food tastes funny, which it could due to their changing taste buds, they may accuse you of trying to poison them. If you and mom have a history of bickering at one another, she might think you're out to get her, and one of the ways you may try to do that is through poisoning her. If mom has short-term memory loss and can't remember that she just ate, but she still feels hungry and you deny her food or fuss at her for digging in the pantry, then she may accuse you of starving her. If every time she wants to do something or go somewhere and you say no, she may accuse you of holding her captive. Again, there can be so many reasons why your partner may be accusing you of doing something. And so again, what you have to do is first not take it personal and then be sure to ask questions when appropriate to understand why they may feel that way while also taking personal notes of your own actions and how it could be impacting their perception of the situation. Now, when you ask questions, you want to keep them short simple, concise, as the more wordy you are, the more confusion that may be introduced. Now, I am a very wordy person, if you haven't noticed, and so I myself have to be extra mindful of this. You also want to be mindful of your tone of voice when you ask questions too. You don't want to sound like you don't believe them, and you definitely don't want to sound like you're interrogating them either. That will only lead to more hostility. It's also likely going to be more effective to address the issue in the moment it's being brought up as people are more likely to be able to express their real feelings in the current moment better than in retrospect. If you try to figure out things later, their short-term memory may not be able to entertain your questions. And so you may get responses like, what are you talking about? I never said that. See, now you're making up stories. I wouldn't do that. Now remember, even if you are able to get good details from your partner, stories can change. So don't be surprised if there are inconsistencies. Even the inconsistencies can give you an insight look into what really may be going on and what you may be able to do to decrease or eliminate the accusations, okay? Now, one of the big things that I want to get across is that you cannot change a person's perception. Therefore, in most cases, you are going to be wasting your time to argue about it or try to use reason and logic. Now, this isn't to say that you can't try to explain and defend yourself, because you can. But if they don't accept your explanation, don't try to drill it into them. It likely won't work. All it's going to do is frustrate the heck out of both of you and create a very negative environment. And that's not what we want, okay? So you as the care partner are going to have to be the one to change in the dynamic. You are going to have to do something different if you want different results. 
Yay, one more thing for you to do, right? But you have to figure out what the trigger is and address it. If your behaviors are the trigger, even if you feel like you weren't doing anything wrong or it's something that you've always done, you will have to change it if you want them to perceive you or the situation differently. So for example, maybe you need to ask for permission, explain what you're doing before you do it, knock before entering, invite them to do things with you more often, say yes more, make sure they get out of the house at least once a week, eat meals together. Maybe there are just some things you can't do if mom, dad, or your sister are around because if they see you doing it, it's going to be a problem, okay? Maybe you need to modify the environment some type of way to better support your partner. There's so many things that you could do. So whatever small thing you can do that may make a difference is what we're striving for here, okay? Obviously, what this thing could be will depend on what the trigger is, so you may have to get creative and brainstorm a bit, okay? And then you'll want to make sure you persist. It's very possible that your efforts won't immediately go recognized as they may hold on to the old narratives and memories. Unfortunately, emotionally charged memories have a tendency to linger. But that doesn't mean stop, okay? That just means you got to keep going or try something else. With the dementia care journey, there very much so is a trial and error process. And so you may need to go back to the drawing board and reassess what could be impacting the situation, okay? So there's definitely more that we could talk about in regards to this topic and if you need me to, I can just shoot me an email and let me know what else you want me to cover, but I am hoping that this podcast was at least a little bit helpful and gave you some things to think about. Don't forget to sign up for our newsletter, especially if you're interested in our new dementia care book with intent. If anyone has any questions, comments, or future podcast requests, you can send us an email at podcast at whatthedementia.com. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of What the Dementia by Bamboo Care. We look forward to catching you on the next episode. Take care, and until next time, stay strong, care on, and remember, you are not alone. Bamboo Care is always here.